Well, welcome to the Tuesday show with CJ and Ted. This is the first time we've recorded since we had the news of the death of Queen Elizabeth II. For myself personally, without any apologies, it's something that I'm sad about to have lost the Queen. She's certainly been a constant in my life and a few decades before that as well. As uh, Charles Dickens wrote in the novel A Tale of Two Cities, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. The tragic loss of Her Majesty the Queen and the extension of His Majesty the King. That's the best of times part, but the worst of times part is the death of Her Majesty the Queen. It's strange because it's one of those things that you know will come, but then when it does, especially without any long-running illness or, you know, sort of clues to that fact, it is... Um, even though uh, she was 96, it just still comes as a surprise. I think because it's it's somebody that's always been there, always been a, a constant. I, and I say unashamed uh, to be sad about it because there are lots of constants in in our lives which do go away. You know, we we always think of oh, our parents are going to be around forever, or uh, even our grandparents are going to be around forever uncles, aunts, and, you know, other people around us, people who perhaps have an impact on our lives who aren't related to us. When those people go away, and when things change like that, it's sort of difficult because it ends the, uh, it ends an era, it ends, you know, the old guard, you know, when my, when my grandparents uh, both died, and then my, you know, uncles of the same generation then go, it's like, well, that, that's that's the last link. That's the last thing, link to them and to that generation. And, mm. you know, that, that becomes, um, it becomes difficult. Um, or, yeah. you know, sad rather to see that happen. <laughs> it, it, it almost breaks the illusion, doesn't it? Like you say, you, you think to yourself, you know, my grandparents are going to be around forever. My parents are going to be around forever. Hell, I'm going to live forever. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, death isn't something that we really think about on a daily basis. Um, but then when you know something like that does happen it does kind of it breaks that illusion of of immortality and you suddenly start thinking about you know your own mortality quite seriously i think mm. um especially when it's a very close family member as well you know i i remember you know when my you know my nan passed away that was a you know quite a, a tragic time for for all of us you know i don't remember my father passing away i was way too young at that point but mm. see i think for me so you could easily, you know, probably call me a an emotionless robot, you know, when it comes to this kind of thing, because it's that, you know, I understand what death is. I understand it happens to us all eventually, and you know, to a point, I am prepared that it is going to strike the people that I know at some point, and it will mm. eventually get me as well. And I guess mm. I'm just kind of comfortable with that that notion. Mm. So I don't generally get upset by it. Um, yeah, and I guess people could call me a bit emotionless that mm. you know a bit, bit heartless but i guess you know it's it's one of the three constants of life isn't it you know mm. birth birth taxes and death yeah absolutely you know so it, it's it's there it's gonna happen mm. just don't think about it just get on with your life i'm quite happy yeah. you know living in blissful ignorance that i'm gonna yeah. live forever but i know that i won't live forever you know I think a, I think a lot of it has to do with the, just the passage of time and um, being uh, and becoming older yourself. Um, for example, I mean you're you're ten years younger than I am, mm-hmm. so and I don't look um, a day over twenty six. <laughs> your um, the thing is when you get to a certain age when uh, other generations have sort of peeled away and you think, oh gosh, it's just me now. 
mm-hmm. you know, and then you get to the point where you think, well, hang on a minute. Um, you know, there's plenty, now there's people that rely on me, but actually who, who do I, who do I rely on? And you realize that actually, oh, crikey, I, I, I'm, I'm the dad, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the adult. I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm the person in charge, believe it or not. Yeah. I'm at the top um, of the tree right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how, how did that, how did that happen? You know, and I've had that uh, a few times over, you know, the last, uh, over the last few, few years. But it's the same as going to um, going to hospital, and you meet a doctor who's much younger than you, and you think, mm. "Oh crikey!" You know, <laughs> you know, it's not to insult that person. It's just sometimes you think, with things that go on, especially in in public life and in politics, you think, "Oh well, surely the adults are going to sort this out." Yeah, I and then be you realise the that elders. those you realise that those adults are in some cases younger than you, and you think, "Oh god." Yeah, we really, we really are screwed. But that's like you, you almost instinctively want to say, "Well, I should be able to look to the elders for you yeah. know, help, help and guidance." And like you say, in the case of the mm. you know the young doctors, you're just like, "Hang on a minute, you know, you're what 27? You know, you're yeah. you're a lot younger than I am, you know, yeah. and you're telling me what I should be doing. This doesn't feel yeah. right." But you know, yeah, yeah, you know, just the, I, the way it is now. I think there's that that sort of constant and absolute confidence in the Queen to be doing the right thing at all times, mm. and, and that, uh, and when you lose that, you think, oh, what, what, what now? I mean, we know what now, and I personally have every confidence uh, in the new King. Yeah, I've got nothing against him, but in the in the yeah the reality of today's society. What difference does it make? He's not a lawmaker. Yeah, he is just the head of state. Mm. Doesn't really but make what, what, much difference to how we lead our lives, um, but, or how or how the country is governed. You know, in, in the reality of it, nothing is going to change. I, I think. Well, um, that that would be the ideal that nothing mm. nothing changes, um, and when nothing changes, it doesn't change for the for the better it doesn't change for the worst and i think that's probably the most important thing and yes he doesn't he doesn't make the laws um but he is part of the part of the country part of the makeup of the country and the ethos mm-hmm. of the country and i think that's an important thing to have because i often think to myself well you know where would we be if we didn't have that well mm. then we'd be living in a republic and then we have what an elected a completely elected head of state, who we have to suffer for what, four or five years. True, it's, it do, it doesn't have the same. Um, it does, certainly ha- doesn't have the same stability to it. No, and and I think from like you say, head of state continuity aspect. Um, and it was something interesting they said on the on the um the proclamation program yesterday is that if there's a death. Yeah, let's let's say the president of the United States of America, for example, or or any republic. You know, if they do pass away unexpectedly for whatever reason, there's a whole process to go through to elect a new head of state. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, for the UK with the monarchy, that's not the case at all. You know, immediately mm-hmm. upon the death of one monarch, the the immediate successor or the immediate heir mm-hmm. then takes the throne and takes that position. Yeah. Um, so, from a continuity perspective, that's there and is quite good, but. Yeah, in terms of like, like I say, actually, how the the country is governed and you know how we live our day to day lives, nothing in theory, nothing should change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how then this new monarch 
presents themselves in the public yeah. eye. That's that's the important factor, and that's the bit that we'll be keeping a close eye on for for any changes. <clears throat> but King Charles III, you know, before ascending to the throne, was quite prevalent in the public eye anyway, and I don't imagine that's going to change at all. You know, even no. just his immediate actions upon arriving at Buckingham Palace kind of demonstrate that. Rather than going into the mm. palace, he was outside greeting the crowd. Mm. Uh, and I think that says a lot for how he's going to behave, deport himself as a monarch. So. Mm. Monarchy can be quite a sort of contentious subject anyway, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think going back to my, you know, where are the grown-ups, mm. um, it, there's, some, there's something about having a monarchy that makes me think which... You know, all of the armed forces are sworn to. Yeah, something that makes me think. Well, actually, not this government. But if we had a ridiculous, tyrannical government pop up, if we didn't have a monarchy, who's going to start the civil war? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, didn't we have a ridiculous, tyrannical government, or have, haven't we got one right now? I didn't say that. <laughs> But, I, but I'm not going to necessarily disavow you. I'll say you're not going to deny it. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> but yes, uh, but I, no, no, but no I, it's, I it's true. It is. It's a check. It's a check and balance. And yeah. whilst we don't have um, a great amount of power as such uh, vested in, in 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 the in the sovereign, uh, it it is still something to consider to be a a, a backstop. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know the full ins and outs specifically, but I'm sure there is, you know, especially like any new bill gets passed through Parliament, it does actually land on the monarch's desk at some point for, you know, to be signed and approved. Yeah, um, and I do, sent. and I believe the the monarch has the power to deny anything going through Parliament. I think the reason that they generally don't is um, they basically then look to remove the monarchy. Mm. And they, yeah, nobody wants. Well, they don't want that. Mm. You know, I I believe I might be completely wrong. That's just I guess mm. that's kind of just rumor that I've heard over the years. Is that mm. yeah, the monarchy does have that power to to stop mm. bills going through Parliament, or once they've gone through Parliament, to then stop them becoming law. Um, but they just don't for the which is hand which is handy though. It's handy to know that that's there because sometimes governments do silly things. Yeah, and I I I like to think that. Um, Actually, in in some way, that that scenario is a, a little bit like um, Dad's Army and um, Sergeant Wilson, who would who would sit there and casually say, "Do you think that's wise, sir?" Yeah. Well, that's, I also kind of hope that's part and parcel of the point of the weekly audience as well mm -hmm. um, between the Prime Minister and and the monarch. Those kind of issues are discussed, and the monarch can then you know provide their feedback or or whatever and. That is then taken into account at the point a bill is passed through Parliament. Mm. Um, but yeah, interesting. Like you say, interesting to know that if true, that that mechanism is there, you know, to stop stupid things from happening. I mean, I guess mm. as head of state, that's you know part and parcel of their duty anyway, mm. is to stop the country from falling into turmoil due to the ridiculousness of government. Yeah. So one would hope. One would hope. One would hope. <laughs> but like I say, I, I'm. I, and and you know, like you, I I think most people know that I'm a, a royalist anyway. I'm a big fan of the royal family and what they do. Whilst you know, yes, you can argue that there's no tangible value to, to them being around. I feel like they are a useful part of the establishment. Like you say, people enjoy 
visiting the royal family. You know, there is the the commercial tourist aspect to it, but there's also the traditional aspects as well, and the fact that we get so much pomp and ceremony out of them as well. You know, you just have to mm-hmm. look at the official birthday parade each year. We have to look at you know, even just now in the last couple of days, the the proclamation ceremonies that happen, the coronation that's going to happen. It's all massive pomp and ceremony that personally mm. i love to watch i love all of that yeah. stuff yeah and i think millions of people hundreds of millions of people around the world enjoy that as well mm. um and that's kind of their that's their big sell for me it's mm. you know nothing to do with you know tourism and all that because you know let's be honest you can look at buckingham palace on google if you really want you know go on google street view and you can have a look at it well the, um, the argu- often the argument is well you know buckingham palace would still be there but it wouldn't that's like the saying it's like assuming that stonehenge wouldn't be an absolute massive draw if it still had some druids from the dark ages still living it's, there. some some you weird know. pagan ceremony still yeah, going yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah. would want to watch it yeah. yeah yeah it's a nonsense to say that these palaces would still be just as popular because mm. you know they they wouldn't be because what use is a palace if it doesn't contain a a, a queen yeah. or a king but the thing is or how a royal we- family how many thousands of people travel, you know, go to Buckingham Palace, you know, for 11 o'clock every day to watch the changing mm. of the guard? You know, mm. because even that, as a daily, okay, during the summer, as a daily event, attracts mm. a massive crowd. People mm. love watching it. I love watching it. Yeah, you know, I've mm. only ever seen it live once. Um, mm. I just wish I could go more often because it's a, a great piece of ceremonial thing, you know, that's... Yeah. There's no real point to it apart from you get to see shiny soldiers marching up and down the square, changing over the guard, playing music, and and then disappearing again. You know, what's not to love? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just little bits like that. And you wouldn't get that if the monarchy didn't exist. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the commercial tourism aspect is there. People do come from all over the world just to see mm-hmm. that. And then, you know, in turn, then end up spending money in London, contributing to the economy. But yeah, but it's all the other work that the royal family does as well, all the charity, the charity work that they do, and just being present, you know, in, yeah. the, in the public being eye, there. and showing mm. people that actually it's okay to, you know, mm. leave the comfort of your home and go out and do something and do something useful with your time. Well, if you look at you know many of the benefits and, and things that um, um, you know various members of the royal family get involved in, like things like the Prince's Trust, the Duke of Edinburgh Award Scheme. Yeah, these are chunky old things there to help uh, help people across the country yeah but also diplomacy as well the one good thing that we do have is no matter who we elect mm. as our prime minister our head of state the person that we can you know roll out um to um to deal with the other heads of state um is uh, is is a monarch yeah it's um, almost like it's almost forcing the other heads of state to behave themselves isn't it yeah, you just go. Uh, hey, you're coming into our home that's been around mm. for centuries. You know, you're going to behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> also, also in a, in a little way, it's you know like playing um, playing top trumps. Um, uh, no pun intended, but you know yeah. you you, 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 you got. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Look, you know you. you um, I, I I see your president. And I'll um, <laughs> I'll I'll raise you a king. So I'll raise you a king. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think that anybody has a, an emperor, do they? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I don't know what Kim Jong Fat Face calls himself. Um, I think I think the last person to have 
uh, an imperial title was uh, the Queen Mother, who I think was the last Empress of India. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That was me. I was thinking Napoleon. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't know why. I just I thought about <laughs> Napoleon at that point. But no, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, mm. Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, yeah. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. One hell of a title. Mm. Can you imagine that? Just uh, going on a Zoom call. And, but having such a massive title that it takes you 10 minutes to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello everyone, I'm Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, Empress of India, mother to Queen Elizabeth II, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know what all the titles were, but mm. there's the thing, there, there's, I assume there's lots of them. It's, again, going back to um, King Charles's address, uh, mm. national address, he's talking about Prince William taking on all of his Scottish titles, and I'm like... How many are there? You know, of course, I had to go and Google it, and I don't remember any of them now. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of them. You know, there are many. Yeah, you know, and and William's taken on. You know, he's now Prince of Wales, um, mm -hmm. Duke of Cornwall, um, Duchy of Cornwall, amongst all the other stuff that he gets now as well. It's interesting times if you're a royalist Indeed. and following all the changes that are going to happen in the palaces and um, and all that. But yeah, I wonder if uh, King Charles will have to be turfed out of. Clarence House, like uh, the, I imagine the Queen did by Winston Churchill. Oh, but I want to stay here. Don't care. Get, <laughs> get over there, but Buck House. That's your that's your home now. Get out mm. of there. <laughs> I can just imagine literally kicking him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless her. Almost everything to do with well, anything with the title royal in it uh, usually involves a crown. Yes. Um, so whether it's the Royal Air Force or. Um, regiments in the army, they yeah. all tend to have a badge or a crest with with a crown on it, uh, on the top of it. And that and that's the uh, the king's crown or the queen's crown. Yep. Um, even the Royal Mail. Yep. So our, ma our mail service uh, across the country mm -hmm. is called uh, Royal Mail. Is it still a, 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 a public thing or is it? Yeah. Because the... the what was that? What was that? What happened when they sold off the post office or whatever? Oh, actually, it was? no. Yeah, I think it's still it's a privatized it's, business. Yeah, but still has like some element of government control because of yeah because of the it naming. Was something and, ridiculous, though, wasn't it? Something like consignia or something. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. still a thing though. Actually, I don't think. It, I, I think they dropped it after a short while. Yeah, maybe it was re yeah. renationalized. I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyway, anyway. The, anyway, all of these things have crowns on. They do, and the people within that wear crowns. So um, you know, whether you've got a, a crown on the badge on your hat or mm -hmm. crowns on your arm, um, because sometimes it denotes rank. Yeah. Uh, so you have chevrons and you have crowns. Mm -hmm. um, we we have crowns all over the all over the shop. The police, the army, the air force, uh, the navy, fire service. Um, NHS, like the ambulance service, yeah, they yeah, all have crowns absolutely. on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Royal Mail is an interesting one, actually, because there's, um, I think there's only one remaining uh, George VI post box in the UK. Really? Um, that still has the GR cipher on it with the, the King's crown, or the oh. George VI crown. There is only one, I'm sure, Google it, and then you mm. can show it on the screen. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there, yeah, I'm sure there's only one left. Um, right. I'm, I'm interested in whether that's going to stay there. Well, no, because there there have been ones from um, from others as well. I'm sure I've seen um, VR ones as well. Maybe I, I think 
I think the convention is that if something is is stood there solid yeah. like that, it, it doesn't get changed. It's like coins. The only reason that we don't have any um, uh, George coins is because the coins go out of circulation and replaced with new coins. I was going to say, at the point they go back to the bank, so then return to the Bank of England. Yeah, that's right. Be recycled. Correct. But we don't we don't we don't change the coins. We don't say, okay, we're gonna call in all the ten pence pieces or anything like that. Because when I was young, the ten pence pieces uh were mm. different. They were slightly bigger. And the um what's it called? Five pence piece, that was bigger as well. Yeah, fifty uh, P changed as well. Yeah. And uh, largely when I was young, half of the uh, maybe not half, but it felt like about half of the five pence pieces, mm. uh, half of them said five new pence. And the other half was still yeah. shilling. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think it, it kind of helped during uh, the reign of Queen Elizabeth that the co- the entire currency changed. Yeah. Um, the the entire system of of or denomination of currency completely changed from mm. you know mm. pounds, shilling, pence to just pounds and pence. You know the decimal yeah. system. Um, I think that helped when it came to withdrawing a lot of the older currency from George's era. Yeah. Um, I feel like Elizabethan currency will be around for quite a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, they, I mean, they were the last time, really. If you think about it, it was only 1972 mm. uh, when when they went metric. So before that... Yeah, I imagine there was a lot of George coins kicking around at that yeah, point. Yeah, there were. There were. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, mm. I didn't even consider that. Because, um, yeah. I mean, I remember going through uh, a coin change. I mean, it must have been somewhere between 25 and 30 years ago now. Because mm. um, I, I think I was visiting my nan in London. And we had like like bigger and heavier fifty pence pieces, yeah. Um, and at that point, they were kind of being taken out of circulation and to be replaced by the new, smaller, lighter weight ones. Mm. Um, like I say, and that was only like I say coming up to thirty years ago. Maybe it was thirty years ago. I'm not sure. But either way, yeah, yeah I yeah. do recall yeah. going through a a coin change in my lifetime, mm. and I don't really know how long it took overall to do. But yeah, I imagine we'll probably still see a lot of Elizabethan currency for quite some time. But then again, we 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 also may not because how often do you pay for things with cash? That's true. And, and yes. how much cash do you actually carry on you? I don't yeah. carry cash with me. It's all done electronically now. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if um any King Charles currency um is actually you know fully in circulation quite quickly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Notes, notes mostly though. Yeah, notes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember pound notes? No, you I don't. Won't will you? No, I'm too no. young for that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I remember pound notes. <laughs> it was a great way to feel like you were rich because you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's it's one of those. So I'm just thinking about like America with their dollar bills. Um, mm. Always, cause, you know, you'd see in TVs, yeah, TV and movies. You know, people pulling out big wads of notes and doing the whole flicking through and all that. And I'd be like, these people are all super rich. It's not. They're all just dollar bills. Yeah. You know, they, they've got, you know, $20 on them in <laughs> in singles, and it makes them look really rich. And that's why everyone has a money clip. And, you know, people have asked me if I, if I have a money clip or want a money clip. I'm like, well, no. But mm. no requirement for one, because the most I ever carry on me is maybe two £20 notes. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But even then, it's been a long time since I've done that, because everything's electronic yeah. now. Well, they're walking around with notes that are what worth about eighty pence. Yeah, uh, yeah, about eighty p right now. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if we were carrying around bits of paper for eighty pence. <laughs> be ridiculous. We, well, people used to do that. Maybe not eighty yeah. pence, but we used to have pound notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then uh, I'm not. I do wonder why we got rid of them. 
Why did we ever get rid of pound notes? Yeah, they were fun. I mean, like I said, I've never seen one. I don't know what it looks like, mm. but mm. yeah, the smallest I've ever known is is a twin is a five, and the largest is a fifty. Yeah. So, because again, I'm sure a hundred pound notes were thing were a thing at one point. I don't know if they still are, if or if there is any they, any kind of legal tender that is a hundred pound note. Yeah, they they exist. Mm. Um, the the highest I've ever walked around with is a fifty pound note. Yeah, and the smallest a pound note. So there we go. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go, indeed. But, um, but back back to the crown conversation. Oh yeah, so the, so the as crown. It, so I think crown's not the TV show. Just yeah, yeah. So everything has a crown. But then the last time there was a change of monarch from mm. George to Elizabeth, uh, the crown changed. Yeah, completely different design. To yeah, so there's every expectation that the crown may change again. I'm pretty um, sure it will. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think so too. Yeah, but the so it, it did get me thinking though about you know the the cipher design is going to change. Um, yeah, the just the crown in general, the the design for imagery, etc., is going to change, and it made me think. So, like people who are retired, retired officers uh, from the forces, or anyone that's entitled to wear a uniform that has um, the monarch's crown on there, or the sovereign's crown, do they then have to change their badges as well? Obviously, for current serving personnel, all their badging will need to change, um, mm-hmm. assuming the the crown design does change. But then, if that is the case, do retired personnel still do the same thing? Um, that's kind of the question that that I have. If I was guessing, because having not done any preparation for that question, it will be a guess. <laughs> if I was guessing, I would say that they would keep their existing crowns. I think if they were being reissued with, or they were getting themselves a, a new uniform, or mm. whatever it may be. Then they would then have the, the the new crown, but I think that they would be perfectly entitled to wear the old crown. Yeah. Uh, in in the same way as um, with medals, yeah. uh, medals have the uh, currently, if you, you know, not currently, but uh, up until very recently, uh, if you were issued a medal, it would have an image of the queen on it. Yeah. Well, those medals are not now defunct. No, um, and, and, so, but you're not going to replace them at the same time. You, you're going to keep no, them, and, they, right. and they'll yeah, remain yeah. with the queen's head on. In the same way as if you have a, uh, if you're an officer and you have a commissioning scroll, the mm. scroll won't change. It will be just as valid for when there's a change of monarch. But yes, yeah. all future ones would be would be the new style. Yeah, it just made me it just made me think mm. about it because I was like, you know, especially when you look at army ranks, you know, from like major and above, they've all got a crown on them. Uh, yeah. You know, on each shoulder, and it's like, well, if you're retired, so retired officers are, are allowed to continue wearing their uniform for official occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do they then have to go and have those rank badges replaced with king's crown or yeah. whatever the new design is? Mm. Um, it may even go back to an old design like the the KG six crown. You know, we don't mm. know yet. But it's interesting that what kind of triggered it was. Um, I was watching a, a part of the the proclamation event yesterday, and there's a bit where all these people who are dressed in clothes that appear to just be made out of the royal standard, mm-hmm. um, with big chains on, and then on kind of the the base of each chain, the so front and back, was what appeared to be uh, a king's crown rather than a queen's crown. And it's interesting, kind of, yeah. It kind of triggered it for me, and I was like, "Ooh, I wonder." Yeah. So, like yeah, say, that could well be. Well, I mean, if that's something separate, then there's no reason why they couldn't use old stock. No, exactly. Yeah, I say. I guess they could have used old stuff. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what old stock exists. Well, I, I remember many years ago, 
um, in preparation for an event such as this. I did a lot of research into could I buy uh, badges and you know rank or rank badges, cap badges, anything mm-hmm. that I needed. Could I buy it in King's Crown? Yeah. Um, and it was only through then, during my research, that I spotted that every monarch, their crown design is slightly different, mm. uh, which then stopped me from buying said paraphernalia. No, that's the yeah. wrong word. Um, but you know what I mean? It stopped me from buying all these accoutrements you know, for, for my uniform yeah. at that point. I mean, apart from that, I was being, well, as it turns out now, I'm no longer in the organisation. I haven't been for, Christ, five years now. Yeah. I would have been way premature if I actually went out and bought any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you <yeah>. know, <laughs> it was super premature. It's just, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not in the organization anymore, so it's not a requirement for me. But yeah, mm. I just thought about it. I thought it was an interesting question to ask. Yeah, because I think, I think they're uh, sort of colloquially known as King's Crown, Queen's Crown. But mm. as you say, other variation exists. And they are two types of... The, the last two crowns that have been used are, are two different types of crown, but they're mm. not necessarily designated by the, the gender of the monarch. So I'll say they're not gender specific, are yeah. they? No. And I think the example that kind of came to mind as well was uh, Queen Victoria's crown. Her cipher was completely different from both King George VI and Elizabeth II. I know that there were monarchs between them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know what kind of ciphers they had. I don't even know if... I want to say Edward, the guy that was before King George VI, that King Edward. Well, uh, briefly, and yeah, that's what I mean. But that was his brother, yes, because he was very brief. I don't even know yeah. if he had a a cipher or any kind mm. of mm. accoutrements actually produced at that point. Mm. You know, apart from the fact that we were in between world wars at that point as well. Yeah. Um, but this is the interesting, and like you say, the whole thing about King's Crown, Queen's Crown. Anyone that's kind of alive now will probably only will have known one, if not two of the previous monarchs crowns and ciphers yeah you know it would only go back to king george VI. i don't think there's anybody alive that was around actually there probably is um i can't remember that i don't i can't remember the coronation date of no, king george I, I, VI. Do, I, do, I don't remember exactly sometime in the 30s it was just before the second yeah. world war broke out wasn't it yeah um well you'd have to be pretty old let's yeah. put it that way yeah, yeah you'd have to be pretty old to 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 get that but yeah it's yeah. like i say just a an interesting question i thought about mm. so, um but yeah, it was a nice ceremony as well, a nice um, kind of presentation to watch. Mm. Um, the first time a proclamation was televised, or the, the parts inside St. James Palace was, were televised, on a quite an historic occasion, yes. as they, they kept saying on TV. Yeah. Uh, is that the right way to say it, an historic, or is it a historic? historic. I think an historic. I think it is an historic, but it just yeah. sounds weird when, whenever yeah. I hear someone say it or whenever it, I try to say it's it. It's one of those things where it is, but I'm not entirely sure why it is. No. Um, because English, <laughs> <laughs> because why not? It's English. We'll just yeah. throw something at you just to confuse yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there was, you know, there are quite a few rules in the in, in English, and then there's almost as much <laughs> in the way of exceptions. Oh yeah, uh, to the rules. Um, so yeah, it, it is a wonder what happens to the uh, to 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 the crown. But the but the other thing was uh, as I. Uh, because I, I I mentioned this earlier, we got the um, uh, we we got p- potentially a glimpse of the cipher for mm. for the king on on that day. In fact, because he had a, a type in a wall with type what in, appeared yeah. to be a, a cipher with a crown above um, a, a C and an R. Now, interestingly, or not interestingly, uh, I was actually surprised that he 
went with Charles as his name. I wasn't surprised because, by that. Well, I would, you know, I, I say surprised. I mean, I wasn't shocked to my very <laughs> <It's> core. Like... <gasps> no, but I, I had heard some time ago that he may have decided to go with George uh, instead. I guess it's one of those things, and as, as I kind of alluded to on the the presentation yesterday, that he has spent a bit of time kind of thinking about it. You know, he, he's mm. he was obviously aware that it was coming. No one's going to live forever, let's be honest, and mm. you know, no, no offense intended by that at all. So, so he is, you know, in his own time, spent time thinking about it. He probably, probably even consulted Queen Elizabeth about it as well mm. to find out what kind of the best approach is or what he, what her wishes mm. might be, and uh, you know, probably just ended up landing on. Well, you actually know, you know what? There's no nothing wrong with King Charles the Third. Well, I mean, what would you prefer, King Charles the Third, where you get to continue using? The name that you've had for the last seventy odd years—that's a long time, isn't it? It's a long time to have a name. Exactly, and then yeah. suddenly someone goes, "Actually, no, we're going to call you George now." And um, mm. or does he then, you know, become King George the Seventh? And it's like, mm. I mean, if it was me personally, I'd just be like, "Well, I'd go with Charles the Third, the name I've always had. Yeah, it's yeah. the name I've always known. It just makes sense to me." And the same thing for William when he uh, ascends eventually. Yeah, he'll yeah. probably end up becoming William the whatever yeah. number that is. Yeah. Um, I think it might be far too confusing for people these days. Not not suggesting that people are stupid these days, but no. But King George the Sixth yeah. wasn't a George, was he? He was yeah. Yeah. Albert. Yeah, yeah. He, he was an Albert. So I can't remember whether that was a political thing because of the you know the political times. I'm not sure. It was, it was just something that was done. You would choose yeah. a you would choose a name in the same way that um, popes choose a name, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pope John, Pope John Paul, yeah. Yeah. Pope, Pope John Paul George, Pope John Paul George and Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. What was I going to say about ciphers? Oh, that was the other thing. So I was talking about changing of badges and people who are retired, do they have to change their badges? What about, so again, for those that don't know, any member of the military who has served in the royal household wear the royal cipher on their epaulets. And up until, yeah. you know, very recently, it was the... Elizabeth II cipher, the E2R. Yeah. Those people that served with Queen Elizabeth II who are currently wearing the royal cipher, are they keeping those ciphers or will they have to change those to the King Charles cipher? That's a very good question that we also don't know the answer to. <laughs> I mean, to me, it would make sense that they keep E2R because it was with Queen Elizabeth that they served. But then again, they also are still serving King Charles. Yes. Are you aide de camp to the Queen and then? When the Queen is no more, you then become, in in some way, because you have been an aide de camp, you become aide de camp to the to the King. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those appointments that is kind of more mm. life, even though you're not active in that role. Or maybe because you wear the badge for life. You, well, not for life, but mm. because you, if you wear the badge for the remainder of your career, mm. then perhaps it would stand to reason that you are, in effect, always that thing. Yeah, well, it's like they were saying yesterday with the the uh, the Privy Council and you know currently the Extension Council. They are appointed for life. You know, at, mm. at the time they're appointed, that's it. They're just on the council for the rest of their life. I guess you'd have to do something quite heinous to get knocked mm. off the council. You know, mm. the the Privy Council. Um, but yeah, I wonder if that's the same if you served yeah. in the royal household, like you say, if you're an an, yeah. an aide de comp. I think it probably classes as a job that you still have. Yeah. Maybe like maybe like a reserve posting in the end, like 
Like yeah. if you leave the regulars, you you become a reservist. You you, yeah. you sit, sit on a list to be called upon at any t- uh, mm. at any point. Mm. It's like in in law, the Queen's Council will become King's Council. Mm. That automatically is the case because they're then counsel to the king. What of somebody who's who was Queen's Council and has retired? So he's no longer mm. no longer practicing as a barrister. I, I would assume that they probably, regardless of whether they they have a practice or not, or regardless of whether they're not anybody's counsel because they're you know they're a judge or they are retired, they would probably still become KC. Yeah. Should they be needed? Yeah. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like you say, even if you're retired, especially if you are in that position of you know sovereign's aid in in mm. any capacity, you could be called upon at any point. Yeah. Um, even if a replacement's found, they could just actually be like, you know what? Actually, I just want kind of John's opinion on on this because mm. he always has some good ideas. Oh, but mm. he's eighty something, living in a retirement home. I don't care. <laughs> bring, bring him in. Yeah, yeah. We wheel him in. Yeah. But no need to stand, John. Just you stay there. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that king walks in, just a guy in a wheelchair. Mm. And he's like, don't get up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then going back to your your question, it could be the same thing. It could be a case of well. You held the commission, right? It never get it never mm. gets ripped up and burnt in your face. No, it's still a sovereign's commission. You could, in theory, say, "Well, you were given the queen's commission, so you're coming and working for the king." I retired. I don't care. Mm. I don't know how deep that goes. No, I don't. No. And that's what I mean. I imagine, so I imagine if you're retired, you kind of maybe stay with the badges that you had at the point of retirement. Mm-hmm. But again, it also depends on how official your capacity as a retired officer. Is you know if you are attending, you know a royal garden party as a retired officer, chances are you're probably going to change your badges. Mm. So I don't imagine it's proper. Or it would be proper to turn up to any kind of royal engagement as a retired officer still wearing the badges you wore at the point of retirement. Mm. You know you would have changed them at some point. But if it's just you know you're invited to the odd dining in night here and there, yeah. Then again, it would be entirely appropriate if you were a retired officer wearing formation badges that have since changed. Exactly, yeah. That's it, yeah, if you have a formation badge of some description. Yeah. Yeah. Pioneer Corps comes to mind. Don't ask me why that came to mind, but I was just suddenly remember, you know, back in the day when I spent a small amount of time with the, the Army cadets, there was uh, an old Sergeant Major there who wore his Pioneer's mess dress and badges and but they didn't exist at that point. At least I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure they didn't exist. They were kind of done at that point. The The regiment was disbanded, but he still wore that uniform with all the... Maybe, maybe we've come up with the answer then. So say, for example, you have a retired officer mm. who is perfectly entitled to wear the, um, the uniform of a regiment that no longer exists. Mm. He can't have a different crown on a badge that never actually had that crown. Yeah, so yeah, you can't wear yeah a, yeah uh, a rank badge on a uniform mm. that didn't have that rank badge. Yeah, yeah, that make, yeah, it makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that may be the answer. I feel like it might be. If if you're a total nerd and you know different, please do get in the comments and let us know where we're wrong. And that goes for the everything that we say. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> Let us know if we're wrong. I mean, I assume at this point we're always right because no one ever writes anything in the comments. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are always right. Um, that, that's our immunity. Nobody commented. <laughs> therefore, we are right. 
Exactly. No one told me otherwise. Therefore, it's right. Defense 101. Yeah. You didn't tell me. Didn't tell me I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it does make you wonder about all the things that will change. Um, crowns being just one of them. As you say, mm. ciphers it could be on uh, post boxes in the future. Yeah. Um, I do think the old post boxes remain, but if they're replaced, they'll be replaced with a with a with a, with a new one. I think most of them will eventually get replaced. You know, post boxes get replaced all the time. Well, if, you know, to, um, if they're broken, exactly. There are but, many. There are many that aren't replaced because they've been around for for donkey's years. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think a lot of them will get replaced eventually. And mm. I realise that you know, Queen Elizabeth II's reign was seventy years long, and yes, a lot changes in that time. And mm. yeah, most post boxes at that point have been replaced. Like I said, I'm pretty sure there's still a George VI. Um, post box kicking mm. around somewhere. I think you said there might be even a, a Victorian post box or two around and about. I don't know where mm. they are if that is true, but it wouldn't surprise me. But on kind of the flip of it, you know, most of them are Elizabeth II. So I wouldn't be surprised if most of them get changed to Charles III. Eventually. It won't be an immediate thing because can you imagine the cost of all of this as well? Yeah. You know, changing post boxes, changing ciphers on everything. Um, or anything that's got a crown integrated into it, the yep. amount of money it's going to cost to change all of those over. I mean, I'm even thinking about, you know, Queen's Colours, you know, on like Troop in the Colour, they've got the flag with all the battle honours and stuff mm-hmm. on. That has a Queen's crown set on the top. They've got to change all of those now. Yeah. That means they've got to do have a laying up ceremony for each colour to then present a new one with the King's crown on it. But again, do they change, do they change exactly. at that time or later? Because, as you say, 70 years is a long time, mm-hmm. and most colours will have been... Any colours that are in use will have been changed yeah. in a 70-year um, period. Absolutely. I don't, know, I don't know how often they, um, they, they, they change them. I feel like it's just kind of as and when they need changing. Right. Um, I, I've, just, I've just been on Google. Ah. Um, other, the Google. Uh, other search um, engines are in... Are available. The, um, the Britain's oldest red post box is still in use after 161 years. Okay. And still bears Queen Victoria's initials. Oh, there you go. Where is it? It's uh, in a Dorset village of Hollywell. Oh, sorry, Holwell. Okay. Um, it arrived in the village in 1853. It bears the initials of Queen Victoria who was on the throne at the time, villagers mounted a campaign to restore the, the historic um, box to its former glory. Yeah, well, there you go. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. I genuinely thought that the George uh, post box that was still in use was the the last one. Yeah, so there we go. Actually, there's, prob- so there's probably more uh, G6Rs kicking around then. Because there's not one far from, from where we are. Like There's one in Northamptonshire somewhere. I'm sure there is. Yeah. So maybe there's a lot more then. Maybe my information is completely false. Mm. Yeah, I'm nothing if not factual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah fair enough. I've just thought of some other things that will will change and will take some getting used to. Go on. His Majesty's ship. His Majesty's prison. Yep. His Majesty's revenue and customs. Yes. Although actually, interestingly, so uh, I'm going to show you something. So it, it dawned on me while we were conversing earlier on, actually, because I thought, 
do the letters from HMRC say Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs? And actually, they, they don't. So let's just make sure. There you go. It just says HM Revenue and Customs. Right, yep. So I was like, oh, they'll have to change all of that. No, they won't. But actually, again, I was going to go back to that. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to that. So there yeah. you go. The crown is going to have to change. Yeah. Because uh, that's got a Queen's crown on it. Or, sorry, yeah. the the Queen Queen Elizabeth II crown. Again, mm. assuming it's all going to change, which we think it will, based on we think it will. What, yeah. what we've seen already. So, yeah. But yeah, everything like that's going to have to change. And actually, mm. actually, no, you know what? No, scratch that. I was going to say something else about some a couple of the newer ships that are out. Because there's two new aircraft carriers, isn't there? Uh, yeah. HMS Queen Elizabeth and HMS Prince of Wales. Mm. Because it dawned on me, again, dawned on me yesterday whilst I'm watching this, uh, this, uh, the proclamation, yeah. that, well, hang on a minute, the Prince of Wales is now the king, but obviously there's now a new Prince of Wales, as is yes. tradition, the, the heir to the throne becomes the Prince of Wales. Mm. So, yeah, so it immediately stifled any concern I have about the naming of these vessels. I'm, I'm glad your mind is now at rest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yes, I'm truly, uh, truly at peace with it now, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I did. I did see something on on Twitter. Something about um, people's thoughts get first going. Well, you know, if if they think about King Charles, the first thing they think of is uh, spaniel. Oh, I saw something on social yeah. media. But again, it's... I I don't think that's going to be a major issue because it's it's not going to be very often that you're actually saying King Charles. Most of the time, you'd just be saying the king. The king, In the yeah. same way as we've always just said the queen. Yeah. We, we would never say, oh, Queen Elizabeth is coming to tea. I don't think that needed to be said. We'd know who it was. I also feel maybe to a point some of that is to do with, you know, our own laziness and that it's less syllables to say the queen than it is Queen Elizabeth. But I don't know. I might be completely wrong. And it might turn out that actually, yes, people just end up saying the king. Mm-hmm. But that in itself is going to take some getting used to, you know, the king. Mm. Um, you know, God save the king, etc. You know, anytime you know we, we now have to replace queen with king, it's gonna, yeah. I think for a short time at least, people will be uh, kind of stumbling over themselves. Again, I was watching the the proclamation program yesterday, and the number of times that they almost said they either did or almost said the queen, and then mm. corrected themselves to king, mm-hmm. um, just made me chuckle a little bit. I was like, I think cause we, we'd all do it. You know, I think that's just how it is. Mm. Yeah, we've mm. said the Queen for so long. Mm. I have to say, one one thing that did well, I mean, not maybe chuckle, but maybe inside a little bit, I you know, I, I just had a little chuckle to myself, I suppose, was all the talk of seals. Um, <laughs> and in my head, every time every time that a seal was mentioned, I just I just thought of this. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yeah. But yes, it will take a lot of getting used to, um, and uh, as you say, just simple things like uh, the national anthem, cries of you know "God save the king," is going to be um, it's going to take some getting used to. But talking about changing things and you know getting used to the the new ways and the new national anthem, I would say that uh, "God save the king" is probably a good place to uh, to end this episode. I agree. God save the king.